Huh? We call the shots. We do whatever we want, D-Money. We call the shots here, okay? Weekend Trav, this is season three. This is the first episode of season three, which is episode 101 of Wayne and with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav coming to you from both studios here, folks. One at my homestead and one over there at the TH Boxing Facility. And you are tuning into the number one Beards, Bourbon, and Boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym, specifically on the second floor of said boxing gym in the podcast room, shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is Sunday, dropping on Wednesday morning at 7.15 a.m. Central, sorry, Eastern Standard Time. In, the, in world. the world, that's uh, that's us, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate everyone that uh came through and, and took a look and tuned in on episode 100, the milestone episode last week. If you have yet to listen or watch it, go ahead and uh take a look at our catalog, whether you have fallen on YouTube or Rumble or even the audio sources on Spotify and the like. We are all over the place there, so we can trav. We're in this for the long haul, brother. Um, and we got some stuff to talk about. Obviously, there's been some boxing news. We got a big time fight, depending on the way you view it, between Jake Paul and Anderson Silva coming up this sat this weekend on October 29th, uh, coming to us from Arizona. But we can try before we dive into that. I want to get your take on the latest and greatest Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence news. It looks like that fight is on ice as it was announced earlier this week that Terrence Crawford on December 10th will be taking on one David Avenisian. And you as somebody that's been in the ring with Terrence Crawford and might have your uh, finger on the pulse of some things. What's your take on this? And what are you hearing from your sources with regard to what's going on with Terrence Crawford, his camp, this fight, everything going on there we can draft? Listen to me, people. The fact I will address the David and Neeson fight in a minute, but first I'm going to talk about the breakdown of the Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford fight. Okay. Terrence Crawford agreed to everything for them. He agreed to the lesser split. He agreed to the no guarantees. All he wanted was um, a little bit of transparency in the spending of the promotion and the expenses. Okay. These are all true stories. And Al Heyman refused to give that to him so um this is some inside knowledge for sure but if you know you know i believe that mr Heyman, who has been good for boxing I, he has he's done pbc series he's done a lot of good um he, he uh, advised floyd mayweather he's got errol spence he's got a lot of top guys he does but something shady is going on boys hmm. Okay, some shady's going on because also what most people don't know is how Al Heyman, besides Mayweather, Al Heyman got a, I believe it was an over $500 million investment from Waddell and Reed out of Kansas, by the way. Yep, I know about, them. About five or so years ago, it might have been a little longer than that, but it was when the, the PBC series launched, he got a big injection into that. And he was overpaying everybody because he was trying to get the boxing out there. And it worked because it's there. Boxing's amazing now. Um, but I believe that there is a kind of an ongoing dispute now with Waddell and Reed. And I think they're claiming some other stuff too. There's nothing official, but I'm going to tell you guys all right now that I think Al Heyman is doing something fishy with the money and he doesn't want to show Terrence Crawford what's going on behind the scenes. And I think, Terrence Crawford knows that, and that's probably why he wanted to see some extra stuff. Um, because honestly, what Terrence Crawford's asking for, it's not a lot, B Money. 
He's not asking for more money. He's not asking for a bigger split. He's asking, hey, I just want to see where some of the expenses are going. Just Only asking for for, trans, for transparency weekend, Trav. And I don't know, it just seems like a reoccurring theme in the boxing world, right? You you have these promoters over the course of the last, gosh, since the beginning for decades and decades, which, you know, they, they look, things look great until they don't or until some bit of shady news comes out. And we see it all the time. Um, it, it's it's kind of curious to me. And obviously the whole internet world erupted when this fight was announced with David and uh, Venetian. And everyone is poo-pooing everybody in the situation. Everyone thinking Terrence Crawford's ducking Errol Spence. Some people thinking Errol Spence ducking Terrence Crawford. I don't think those guys are ducking each other at all. I think they want that fight to happen. Spot on. It's everybody else that actually doesn't lace them up. That's what's coming in the way of this fight. What what is it? We call them the keyboard the keyboard warriors who are coming in. Oh my gosh, Terrence Crawford's ducking him. Oh my God, Errol Spence. I can promise you, and I've said this from the very beginning, that most of the time when fights don't happen, it's not because the fighters don't want to fight each other. I guarantee you, I'm a fighter. I was a pro fighter for 16 plus years. There's never been a person that I've been scared to get in the ring with. And I've fought Terrence Crawford. I fought Keith Thurman. I fought Chavez Jr. I fought Pius. I fought them all. I don't, it doesn't matter. Jesse Vargas. We're not scared of each other. We're not. This, we've been doing this our whole life. No. Terrence Crawford, he's been doing it his whole life. He's not afraid to get in the ring with uh, Earl Spence. Earl Spence, I promise you. He's also not afraid to get in the ring with Terrence Crawford. There is a bunch of powers to be, some promoters, some money heads. Uh, let's call them suits. I like that new, the new word, suits. The suits are getting in the way of this professional boxing match, this mega match at welterweight from happening. I think Terrence Crawford 100% wants it. And now I will address the, the fight now that Crawford is fighting um, David Anneson. Terrence Crawford hasn't fought all year, Okay. Our biggest knock on Terrence Crawford, me and you both, has been he's not been active. Right. So I don't mind this fight. I think he had to fight somebody, period. It didn't matter who it was, but he chose a guy who uh, – Terrence Crawford owns the WBO title in the welterweight division. So he had to fight somebody within the top 15 rankings, I think even top 10 um, rankings for this guy. This guy fit the bill. This guy's on a six-fight win streak. This guy's beat guys like Shane Mosley, even though Shane Mosley was past his prime, clearly. Um, but he's fought guys like Lamont Peterson. He's fought he's fought reputable guys and lost to the reputable guys, except right. Shane Mosley. So was this uh, – I don't know if you know this. Was this a mandatory order on the WBO, uh, their part for this fight, or what was this in, You know, teed up? I'm not positive this was his mandatory. I'm not okay. positive. I'm not sure who the mandatory is at welterweight uh, for the WBO, but it, I think the WBO was kind of, I think they were all in too on Terrence Crawford fighting Earl Spence for oh, the undefeated title. So I think they didn't even really have a mandatory probably. I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that because I'm not that familiar with the WBO or like the WBA. I'm not that familiar with them and, and their mandatories. But regardless, the WBO, they're approving this. So this is an approved opponent through the WBO. So whether it's a mandatory or not, I think it is, though. But I'll double check that. But regardless, this guy, he's a formidable opponent. He's not when – we're, when we're looking for Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford and then we get this fight, yes, it's a massive letdown. Right, right, which we've had letdowns all year. I mean, look at the heavyweight division. I mean, if, we, if we're going to – you know, run these two guys through the ringer like they're trying to avoid each other. We could do the same about Tyson Fury with everybody in that division. Uh, and who does he end up fighting come December? Derek yeah. Chisora. 
Yeah, right. he's having a trilogy. I, but wait, wait, but let me let me put this out there because I also said this about we we in our hundredth episode. I I, I talked we talked about actually I think I made a video of this on Instagram actually. It was how I was like the Deontay Wilder fight, the third Deontay Wilder fight is the trilogy that should never happen. But the gods are probably going to bite me in the butt. And it's going to be amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, now we really Derek got Chisora, it. <laughs> Derek Chisora and Tyson Fury is a trilogy that I promise you, again, should never we happen. We truly don't need that one. Um, so Watch it be exciting. Chisora, he's a tough dude. He's so, going to bring it. Well, weekend travel. Let's uh, final, final portion with regard to Terrence Crawford, uh, Errol Spence, David Avenesian. All I want is a head shake, yes, or a head shake, no from you. Okay. And I'll try to kind of give the lip service for the audio track here for those listening on Spotify and the other uh, audio podcast sources. Per your insider knowledge, do you feel, shake a head, yes or no? whether that the fighters got in the way or was it truly actually let me rephrase this was it truly the suits that got in the way of this fight folks at home he is shaking his head yes there are some things that we know and some things that we don't but there are some things that we know (laughs) all of the boxing people listening to this if you know you know know. so anyways let's move on that fight is coming up when we don't we don't want to uh um you know we don't want to put Dave, uh, David Avenesian. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. We don't want to put him in a bad light and kind of run him down. That's not the, what this is about. What this is about is the fact that the fans have had their uh, have have been stabbed in the back by Heyman and the like uh, with this fight actually not happening that we've been wanting, which is Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. But anyways, we have plenty of time to talk about this one coming up December 10th. Let's talk about coming up this weekend. Uh, big time, I, I want to call it, a big time fight, but it's more big time, dramatic, and uh, PR type fight in my opinion. Uh, and that's Jake Paul taking on former UFC great Anderson Silva in Glendale, Arizona, October 29th. Cruiserweight action, eight rounds, Showtime pay per view. Uh, we can trav. Uh, we we've talked a little bit about this when it was first announced. Not surprised by the name at all, the Spider Silva. Uh, but what do you think here going into this on, on this weekend? Jake Paul taking on and, and the 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 um, opponents getting better. Okay, each time it feels like it's getting a little better. Anderson Silva, thoughts here? Man, I, when they made this fight, I was actually listen. We we've been critical of Jake Paul. Everybody has some some people have been overly critical. We haven't been overly critical, but we've been critical. I think this fight when it first got announced, you can look at our episodes. I was. Sh- Honestly, I was a little shocked because I was like, this is a very good opponent. This is by far the best opponent Jake Paul's ever faced. Mm. Okay. Even though he's a former UFC legend and let's not make him any, he's a legend. Okay. He's a legend. There's no, to be a legend, to be a legend, we can drive. You gotta be old. He's, he's not young. Exactly. You gotta be a little older, but he's a, by far a legend. He has been practicing in boxing solely professional boxing for a hot minute now, which is a couple of years. We fought uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, this was pre-rehab Chavez Jr. By the way, let's put it out there because mm-hmm. he went into rehab after the after he got beat by Anderson Silva. But let's be fair though, Chavez Jr., who I also faced in in the professional ranks, Chavez Jr., he could fight. You would think that. All of his experience, Chavez Jr. and all of his negativity 
the guy was a world champion at one time. He won a world title. So he gets a little, he deserves some credit for that. Is he better than his dad? Not even close, but he deserves a little credit. He did win a world title, so he can fight. The fact that Anderson Silva went and beat Chavez Jr. is pretty impressive in a straight boxing match. Pretty dang yeah, impressive. Sure. Anderson so, Silva, now, now Anderson Silva to his credit, I mean, because I grew up, uh, not grow up, but but as I was, uh, as UFC and other sort of cage type fighting things were coming up, pride and all that stuff, Anderson Silva was a household name for me. So to when he actually crossed over into the UFC realm, I already knew about him. I already knew him in his, his previous ventures as well. He's a Muay Thai specialist. So striking is not, it, it's not like he had to learn striking. He just had to learn the technique of boxing. So, so he's no longer using his lower half to strike. So it wasn't as if we're taking a wrestler and converting him to a boxer. This guy knows what to do with his hands. He knows what to do with the stance. He's, he's smart. However, we can travel. I'm going to go back to it again. He's 47 years old. Okay. 47 turns 48 in April. That is no spring chicken. And I don't, I don't want to discredit him because of his age. It's going to be a tough test for Jake Paul, but you'd got to think showtime MVP, excuse me, MVP promotions or however you say it. Yeah, that's it. Yep, they right. know what they're doing, okay? They know what they're doing. They're not going to set Jake Paul up for failure, I don't think. So uh, this is, I think this is going to be a tougher fight, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised when Jake Paul's hand is raising a victory on this one. Well, listen, I think that the age, I mean, you always have to factor in age you do, but we do have some freaks of nature is what I call them. Bernard Hopkins won a world title at 49 years old over a 28-year-old. Sure. So that it's not impossible to be that old. And I think nowadays we all have to, even you could agree as a strength and conditioning coach now, nowadays people are taking care of their bodies better and they are going more into their 40s than we've ever seen in our lives. So I'm not saying that um, 47 or 46 is not definitely – He's probably not in his prime. I'll give him that. He's not. There's no way. There's no way that he's in his prime. So we, I think we all can agree that Anderson Silva's not in his prime. However, the interesting part is that with his experience and his work ethic, he's not fighting a guy who is a top high-level professional boxer either. So right. that's what evens this fight out. And um, I don't think Jake Paul's MVP promotions took this fight because they're smart or because they know something we don't know. Just like every up and coming fighter, you always have to put your fighter in a fight where I call a 50, 50 fight. You have to, that's just all there is to it. And then you will know whether you need to sink more money into this or or you shut down production. And I just think that's what's happening right now. Okay. So in your expert, in your professional opinion, is this a 50, 50 fight? I think 100% of all of Jake Paul's fights that he's ever had, I think this one is something I will call a coin toss fight. Flip a coin. It's a 50-50 fight. And mm. I think Paul trained his ass off for this. I know yep. he did. Um, and I think Anderson Silva, same thing. And I think the reason why Anderson Silva is probably training even harder is he doesn't want to be a meme. Nowadays, you don't want to be a meme and get knocked out by Jake Paul. And that's yeah, I suppose doing. I suppose so. I just I I also know the humility a bit of Anderson Silva. I don't think he really cares, to be honest with you. He'll just go back to Brazil and live his life, and he'll have a good time no matter what. I don't think he really pays much attention to what goes on on the in the uh, the metaverse and everything else, so whatever we call it. 
Um, so uh, are you willing to put your two cents in on what you think the outcome of this fight's going to be? Yeah, so listen, it's tough right now with Jake Paul because Jake Paul is is always um, evolving because the kid's early in the stage of his career. So mm. every one of these fights are very interesting because I think that he was actually being outboxed in his last fight against Tyrone Woodley. I think he was. I think Tyrone Woodley actually looked better than he ever looked sure. up until that knockout in the sixth sure. round, I believe it was. Uh, and that worried me when I was watching that. Nobody wants to really – if you want to break down the Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley 2 fight, you watch that fight. Jake Paul wasn't impressive. His boxing ability was average at best in that yep. fight. And I'm going to break it down based on that. You know, facts, not feelings. We love to talk about that. Facts, not feelings. I'm going to give you facts about Jake Paul. He did not look – um, impressive. He looked very. He looked very sluggish to me. He looked a little bit slow. He didn't look amazing. Uh, Tyrone Woodley was looking snappy. Had good pop on his punches. All of that. But doesn't matter because Jake Paul knocked his ass out because he has that kind of power. So yeah. And, but I, his- think, I also think the circumstances leading up that might have changed the kind of emotional dynamic to it because it was supposed to be a different opponent and all this other stuff, and it just it just kind of settled it back in on Tyrone Woodley. So I, I, I just don't think that there was a lot going in it from Jake Paul's side. The emotion wasn't in, in, as inspired there. This one, there hasn't been any wavering. It's him and Anderson Silva, unless something crazy happens this week, which well, I guess, okay, that's, that's what happened last time. Um, so I think we're going to be good here. Uh, we can try before you break down or, or if you give your opinion, I'm going to give you mine. And then maybe bounce off of this. I think this is going to be, so it's eight rounds. I think it's going to be a decision victory for Jake Paul. I don't think there's going to, you're going to see a knockout on either side. I think based on what we saw in Tyrone Woodley two, this thing can go the distance. Jake Paul can take some punishment, but I think ultimately he has power to stay in the game. Anderson. So I'm not taking away from his power or not, but I think there's going to be a little, I think Jake Paul is taking this one pretty seriously. Uh, more so than usual. You don't see a lot of the jokes. You don't see a lot of the everything going on leading up to this one from his camp. So yeah. I would expect to see a pretty solid Jake Paul in this one, but I do think it's going to go the distance. But I think ultimately Jake Paul's hand is going to be raised. I don't know, split or not, but I think it's going to be him. Um, I, I will agree on air right now that I agree that it's 100% going the distance. Again, and I said that, and I also, when I make these assertions, I'm very sure about my opinions when I say that. Just like when I was like uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, Robert Hellenius, I was like, I promise you, it will not go past four rounds. It went oh, long- it didn't. I, 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 put money on, I put money on that one and won. So I was happy. <laughs> it went 47 seconds. So I'm going to tell you guys this right now, that it's going the distance. It's going eight rounds. I don't see this fight going – no no way i really don't see jake paul even with all of his crushing power because to be fair this guy does have he does have a lot of power i mean he showed it versus tyron woodley tyron woodley in all of his um glamour the guy's a fighter at the end of the day nobody expected him to get knocked unconscious like that so jake paul's got power okay he does we cannot discount that however um i think that silva knows how to fight guys with power he knows how to silva's a very smart savvy veteran okay he's 46 47 years old 
he's going to know how to fight and know how to last. Okay. And I think that's probably what's going to have to happen. However, he's going to force Jake Paul to, to, to box smart and be light on your feet. And Jake Paul cannot come into this fight trying to overpower Silva. If he tries to overpower Silva, I think Silva um, outworks him and wins a decision. If that's what Jake Paul tries to do. This is pretty oh. interesting weekend travel. looks like the line in the sand on this one is six and a half rounds um jake paul to win by decision or technical decision not not a bad bet here plus 185 so i might take that uh jake paul winning by knockout or tk or dq plus 300 so no no one's agreeing that he's going to knock anderson silva out here um anderson silva not looking good on his on, on him possibly winning anyway all those bets are you know higher payouts so it seems like can oh, not consensus, but most people are thinking we're probably seeing more of that decision victory there on uh, for Jake Paul. Uh, but it looks like he, the over under on the rounds is six and a half. Jake Paul is the favorite overall in the fight, minus one thirty five is what I'm seeing on my service. So that I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not necessarily taking a a, a different kind of track here. I'm kind of going along with what the consensus says. I think Jake Paul got to, has it by decision. Yeah, and I think that. If we know anything about Jake Paul going the distance with Tyron Woodley, the first Tyron Woodley fight, I don't think the judges side with Jake Paul that often. I don't think they do because the Tyron Woodley fight, the first one was a split decision. I watched that. I yeah. judged that. No way it was a split decision, but they gave Woodley, one of the judges gave Woodley the fight. I didn't agree with that. So I don't think the judges are in favor of Jake Paul. So if this is a very <clears throat> close fight, I can see them leaning towards Silva. So I, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen, man. And that's what that's why Jake Paul right now is a seller. I'm telling you because I don't know what's gonna happen in this fight. And I I don't care who you are, the experts. There's no expert that is gonna sit right here right now and say I know for sure that Silva's gonna win or that Jake Paul's gonna win. Everybody is going out on a limb, giving their professional opinion. But I yeah. guarantee you, nobody's sitting here saying for a fact like. I was Deontay Wilder, Robert Hellenius. I was telling you for a fact that Deontay Wilder is winning that fight. I knew that. This sure. fight, Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, I don't know. It's I'm ah. still reserving my opinion to give you my full prediction. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think that I'm with you. I am leaning right now towards a Jake Paul. But – I just this could be a very very big and important fight and a way for me to stand out in my predictions. Well then, so well then, then give me the path to victory for Anderson Silva. Do you do you see it as a, a go on the distance or do you see something else happening? If he were to win, what's the way that you see him winning? He's got to outwork Jake Paul. Anderson Silva has to come out there and be on Jake Paul's chest and outwork him. Be on his chest, outwork him. And that's how you counteract a guy's power. And most people don't think this makes sense, but to counteract Jake Paul's power, you actually have to be closer to him than further away. Sure. You need to smother his power. And the couple of boxing matches that I've watched of Anderson Silva – He's got this weird, awkward style where he throws a lot of punches, pitter-patty kind yeah. of punches. But if he actually does that versus a Jake Paul, he can beat him. If he does that, if he fights on the inside, pitter-patty, move, hold, move, fight like a savvy veteran, he can outwork in a very, very boring, boo type of fight. He can outwork Jake Paul and beat him. If he lets Jake Paul stay on the outside, if he lets Jake Paul establish that jab, which Jake Paul – to BJ Flores' credit, 
Jake Paul has has developed a very good jab, which has set up his right hand. You watch the Tyron Woodley mm-hmm. 2 fight, Jake Paul was jabbing to the body, jabbing to the head. Not having a lot of success early, but he was setting that right hand up later, and he fainted through a big right hand, knocked out Woodley. He's fighting a different opponent, that one, Silva. So I don't know that he can knock Silva out, but I think, am I right or wrong? I'm pretty sure Anderson Silva is a lefty, no? Mm, is that, he a that I'm not aware of. I don't I don't I don't recall. Let me see on his they don't have it listed. I, yeah, I don't while, know. while you're looking that up, one way to play this one on the gambling side, and we're not advocates, we're not giving our expert opinion here, is just looking at the numbers and what's a way to do it. Uh if if and I'll probably look at it this myself. Um Jake Paul to win by decision, taking that loading that bet up on the plus 185 and then just putting a smaller teaser in on Anderson Silva to win by decision at plus 500 just to hedge yourself because that's a pretty solid payout. So, I mean, you could put half the amount on that bet versus what you would go on Jake Paul by decision and still walk away making money if the fight goes the distance. So you're assuming the fight goes a distance. That's one way to play it, and I might play it that way. So – Anderson Silva is a lefty. So with that being said, lefties, when they fight righties, they're more prone to eat right hands. And if Anderson Silva eats a clean right hand from Jake Paul, it's night, night. Uh, But so that's going to factor in my prediction. I'm not going to make it yet. I think I will do a separate prediction video. Okay. I'll keep it under a minute so we can have the fastest minute in boxing. And you know what? Speaking of that, today is episode 101. We are going to give you Boxing 101 today because it's episode 101. Okay. So when you fight a righty, this is for all the people looking out here. When you fight a right-handed fighter, the conventional wisdom is you can throw and land a lot of lead right hands. So Jake Paul is trained by BJ Flores, who is a very, very – Uh, has a very long history of boxing and teaching boxing and and competing in boxing. So he knows that. And he's going to definitely pass that on to Jake, Jake Paul. So I think that just going in boxing one-on-one guys, you throw lead rights against a lefty. So watch the rights, watch the rights from Jake Paul's corner uh, on that fight coming up this weekend. You'll hear from weekend travel later this week uh, as to the actual full prediction, but you got B money's prediction here. I think it's going the distance. And I think it's going to be Jake Paul uh, with his hand raised at the end. But who knows? I've been wrong before, but I've also been right. Uh, Weekend Trav, with that, that's kind of it uh, on our docket here. But like you said, we might do something called the fastest minute in boxing. Or we might have some other cool lingo or some other cool name. Because we don't want to use something that's always already been used. People don't like our weighing in with Travis Hartman name because two of the words are used on somebody else's podcast. Okay. Well, there's Give me a break, people. There's also three other words in the name of the title of our podcast. So what are, what are you going to do with that? I just want to tell everybody that when I was growing up, there is a popular soda pop drink called Dr. Pepper, right? Yep. You go to Walmart or one of the other knockoff stores, you can find Dr. Thunder. Okay, when I was growing up in the Midwest, we didn't make a lot of money. So I remember having Dr. Thunder mm. in my house a lot. So all these people saying that our name is close to somebody else's, shut up. Okay. <laughs> I did a contest and I picked some I picked a person who picked this name weighing in with Travis Harmon. I thought it was awesome. We're gonna stick with it. Me and you both, to be fair, I've never heard of the other weighing in podcast. It's a very right. popular podcast, but I've never heard of it before, to be fair. I really haven't. 
Well, I, I have heard of it, Weekend Trav, but, uh, you know, listen to both of them. I don't really care. So either way. So Weekend Trav, we're going to wrap this thing up. This episode 101, we appreciate the support. And if you are have yet to subscribe or follow along, please, please do so below, whether it's on YouTube or Rumble. If you're listening to us on the audio source on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, wherever it's all over the place. Amazon Alexa, just ask for it. We are there. Special thanks to our our uh, media partners, TH Boxing, Goldstream Financial, and IF Enterprises. As always, we can travel. That's it. That's the that's the start to season three for us. Hope to be back in studio with uh, you next week. And uh, I think we have a special bourbon in mind for next week's episode. So I look forward to that. And uh, oh, I might see. I might even see the neck of it back there. Don't don't touch it. But I think I see it. I think I see it. We do. We have a very we, special bourbon. Special. We can Trav. Any quick final thought before I wrap us up here? No, because I'm going to save it all for the fastest minute in boxing. We're going to do it. Fastest minute. I, I'm, I'm used to hearing that kind of lingo in my household. The fastest minute. And when I hit that 60 second mark, I actually, I feel like I've won something. Anyways, are you, are you used to hearing that, or is your significant other used to hearing that? Uh, I'm usually asleep at that point. So, anyways. <laughs> Weekend Trav, that over, <laughs> that over there is Weekend Trav. That there is B Money, aka producer, aka he's the man. I'm sorry the Packers lost. Yeah, we stink. I I keep saying that. I don't, it is what it is. Anyways, God bless. Have a good one. God bless.